Hi, and welcome to the Spell It Out podcast. My name is Jessica Zweep. I'm the owner of Spell Fitness, an online health and fitness coaching program designed to help women who have tried everything and are tired of spinning their wheels and wasting their time find food freedom and navigate this busy, crazy, awesome ride called life. Here we're going to discuss food, fitness, faith, family, and hopefully have a little fun along the way. I'm so glad you're here and I can't wait to get talking with you. Welcome back. We are on a roll this week. I'm hoping to get in all of the episodes that I wanted to get in. So Wednesday is actually taking a break from podcast episodes and I do host what's called What You Eat in Wednesday in my private Facebook group and I also post on my Spell Fitness Instagram page just a list or and pictures of things that I am eating. Um, I get a lot of questions about, well, what kind of food do you eat on a spell fitness lifestyle? And that kind of transitions into what I want to talk about today, which is the idea of moderation. Um, So Thursday's um, theme for the month is Thursday thoughts and just getting your mind right around fitness, nutrition, lifestyle, relationships, all of that. And so today's topic is going to be moderation. Um, And this is something that I think a lot of us struggle with a lot more than we think. And, um, but I want you to think about the fact that the the best nutrition program you can choose for yourself is the one that allows you to keep your deprivation to a minimum and that you can stick with forever. Um, I've said this before, but if you can't sustain it and be consistent with it long-term, it's a waste of your time, money, energy, all of that. So Um, you need to be able to look at how you're eating and feel satisfied and not deprived because that deprivation feeling is going to drive you into a headspace of, you know, the need to binge and restrict and feel like you're messing up all the time. So we're going to talk a little bit about some of those kind of, um, myths around different nutrition programs, um, particularly, flexible dieting or macro tracking, which is what I really encourage my clients to utilize when it comes to a diet. Um, we don't, I don't do meal plans. We don't do restriction of any food groups. Um, there's no such thing as good or bad food. And there's just foods that help you reach your goals better, that help you feel better, that help your body function better. Um, but allowing yourself a little bit of that dietary relief that, that, um, the treat every now and then helps keep your head in the game and helps change your thought process around uh, food in general. So there are studies, um, and I'll try to remember to link them in the show notes. I'm terrible with show notes. I'm sorry. I'm, I just am. I'm awful with it. But there have been studies that have talked about how increasing the restriction of your diet actually increases the correlation that there is with binge eating behavior. Um, So what I mean by that is that the stricter that you are with the food that you're eating, the shorter your like okay food list is, the more likely you are to fall off the wagon and over consume calories. Um, So the more rigid your diet, the more likely you are to over consume and eventually end up weighing more, having a higher BMI, having disordered eating behaviors, Um, being more wrapped up in how your body looks and feels, you're more aware of it, you have kind of a negative self-image, the shorter your food list is, which I thought is really interesting, right? Because when you think about it, the people that we 
I mean, if, now that I'm saying that out loud and sitting here thinking about it, the people who I feel like are in the best physical shape and are actually the most, um, like relaxed about their bodies and food and fitness are the ones who eat everything, not an abundance of everything, but they don't go into situations and you never hear them say things like, Oh, I can't eat that. Cause I'm on X, Y, and Z diet or, Oh, I can't do that because this, this, and this, the ones who have a super short food list who cut out all kinds of things. Now it's different if you have, you know, intolerances or allergies or something like that, where you cannot eat foods because they make you unwell. Um, but this is different. This is people saying, Ooh, I don't eat that because so-and-so told me I shouldn't, or I can't eat that, or I don't do that because I'm on this program, this diet. Those people generally also tend to have really poor, um, or have an excessive amount of concern for their body size and shape. They're very, um, self-conscious about it. Um, and the other side of that coin is when you have a really short food list and you do eat something that isn't on that list, you tend to say or feel things like, you know, I cheated or I, I did something bad. I ate a bad food. I was so bad. Um, when you say those words, like what does cheating imply? Um, cheating to me is that you did something kind of taboo, right? Um, or sinful. And that leads to a guilty conscience and a guilty feeling. And food should not elicit that. There are other things that you can do that should elicit guilt and sinful regret um, that are maybe taboo or wrong. But eating food is not one of those things. And so um, a lot of times I think you've probably heard or seen the analogy is that we get into um, like a slippery slope, right? We, we're eating really clean, we're doing really good, and then something happens, we go on vacation, we go out to dinner, we go to a birthday party, and we eat something bad, we cheat, we fall off the wagon. And instead of just recognizing like, oh, I had a cookie, we have kind of like a what the heck mentality with it, and we, um, you know, instead of just eating the donut that someone brought for a birthday Friday, or you know, having the piece of pizza at the family reunion or whatever, which is two to 300 calories, which isn't going to blow your diet. Um, logically you could just get back on track with eating normally how you normally would, um, according to your macros for the rest of the day and not have any, um, you'd be fine. But a lot of times what happens is, well, I had one piece of pizza. I might as well have four more throw five scoops of ice cream on that. And, you know, it's whatever. I don't have anything that, um, like, I'm just going to go for it. There's nothing I can do about it. And it's kind of this thinking kind of goes along with like, you have a flat tire and instead of just fixing the one flat tire, you go and like slash the other three, right? It's illogical. If you eat something that is maybe outside of what you would normally eat or kind of skews your ratios for the day, it is not logical to sabotage your entire day and yourself and your thoughts by excessively over consuming food just because you feel like you have to. Um, so keep in mind, this is why I kind of encourage people to not restrict their foods. I want you to eat things that you enjoy. 
and I want you to learn about how the foods that you're eating can make you feel different ways. Um, you know, some can make you feel more energized than others. Um, some kind of trigger you into eating more than you should. Um, some foods make you feel better than others. Others foods, you know, you might eat a lot of carbs that, and you haven't even noticed that you've been feeling sluggish until you try switching them up for vegetables instead of starch. And you notice how much more energy you have, how much better your skin is, how much, you know, you're sleeping better or whatever. The best diet for you is the one that you can adhere to consistently. And adherence was our conversation on Tuesday. So um, that's really what it all boils down to. I can give you all the macros in the world. I can, um, you know, give you, I, I could put together meal plans and recipes and all of that. But if that's not the food that you like to eat or normally eat or enjoy eating with your people, it's not sustainable and it's not practical and it's pointless, honestly. So the foods that you eat should be foods that you like, that you enjoy, that you can afford, that bring you together as a family or with your friends. And you should be able to feel like I could eat this way forever and it would be fine. Um, so the other thing, and I think I've probably talked about this in other episodes, but a lot of this stuff just starts to get kind of repetitive, so I apologize, is the idea of like taking a beat or doing a little hunger check. And the acronym that I like to use is HALT, H-A-L-T. Um, so first, are you actually hungry? When you feel those cravings start to come up, when honestly was the last time that you ate something? Was it yesterday? Have you gone, you know, 12, 16 hours without anything to eat? You probably are realistically hungry. Or has it been 20 minutes, an hour, and you had a decent last meal? Um, then we move on to the next one, A. So H-A-L-T-A. Are you angry or emotional? Um, a lot of times we get into a routine where we feel an emotion and we feel like we need to pacify that. And a lot of what our pacifying involves is food. And it's generally not super healthy food. A lot of people don't have a rough day or whatever and think, oh my gosh, I'm going to go eat a big salad with grilled chicken on it. You want goldfish crackers, french fries, ice cream, margaritas, wine, chips and salsa, right? And you want them in abundance. You want that dopamine hit from the salt and the carbs and the sugar right now. You want the alcohol right now. And you, the more recognition, the more you can involve your mind in that, the more that you are going to be able to realize it and hopefully mitigate it. Um, like as an adult, rec recognizing I am feeling an emotion and I'm not actually hungry. So me eating a lot of food right now is not going to change my emotional situation. And we'll talk in other episodes about what actually can and will help to, you know, help with the anxiety or the stress or the emotions that you're feeling. So that's A, are you angry, anxious, whatever. The next one is L, are you lonely or just bored, right? Do you just, when you're in the car by yourself or you're home alone, sitting on the couch, reading a book, sitting at a coffee table, waiting in the airport, is it just that you have nothing else to do? And so putting food in your mouth sounds entertaining um, I know it sounds silly, but how often do you just like drive in the car and, you know, you're on a long road trip and so you just have, um, a bag of 
trail mix or goldfish or whatever just sitting there or you're in a movie and you order the huge bowl of popcorn just to eat because it's there right not because you actually need anything to eat and certainly probably not that much to eat while you're sitting and doing nothing but we just eat because we're bored or out of habit and I notice this a lot with my kids and it's something that I'm really starting to feel kind of convicted over is the habit that we're creating where every time they sit down to watch TV at night they need like a bag of popcorn and a scoop of ice cream and now my kids eat fairly balanced obviously they enjoy their fair share of junk food and all the things but um, I do try to include fruit and protein and vegetables and all that in their meals as well but just that habit of I sit on the couch I just ate dinner but because I'm sitting here and the TV's on, habitually, I should also be eating something that I probably don't need to be eating. Um, and so I'm trying to navigate that carefully. And I, honestly, I don't do it well. Um, I don't want to create unhealthy relationships with food for my kids. Um, I want them to have a good, balanced approach to it because I just think that's healthy. But um, And then the last one is tired. How are you sleeping? Even mild sleep deprivation changes your body's ability to regulate craving hormones. You have hormones in your body that tell your brain when you are satisfied or when you're hungry. And when you are sleep deprived, those ratios are altered and they are, they struggle to, um, to regulate and, and calibrate themselves realistically. And so when you don't get quality sleep, you know, I don't know if you've ever had it where you kind of pull an all-nighter, you drive through the night, and it's like you need that food to wake you up. Um, sleep is huge. Being sleep-deprived, even slightly, can alter your body's ability to regulate cravings and satiation. So make sure that you are getting enough sleep. Um, so the biggest thing is to check yourself. When you feel a craving hit, check yourself. Do any of those criteria, criteria fit the bill? Do you just actually want what you want? Like sometimes you just really want chips and queso. And yeah, you did have a good lunch. No, you're not really angry or lonely or bored or tired. You just want what you want. And in that case, I would say have the food. Go eat the food. Pay attention to how you're feeling. Be careful that you don't like slippery slope it into, well, I screwed up because you didn't. You ate food. You didn't commit a sin. You ate something. Now, obviously, the, the food choices that you make contribute to the results that you see. So if you are consistently saying, well, I was craving it, so I had it. And that means you're eating, a, you know, a pizza a day, chips and queso, you know, ice cream, um, donuts, whatever, all the time. None of which are bad in and of themselves. But I think you and I can both agree that eating those kind of foods in abundance consistently will create a different kind of body and lifestyle and energy level and health profile than someone who eats, you know, uh, eggs and fruit and oats for breakfast and salads and wraps with whole grains and vegetables and fruits and meats and seeds and real food throughout the day and then also enjoys, you know, a really good cupcake or a really good scoop of ice cream and has that balanced approach where you're getting quality nutrition, but you're also living life and enjoying simple pleasures. Um, 
The biggest thing that I want you to take away as we wrap this up is that whatever it is that you choose to do with your food, please don't feel guilty about it. You're a grown adult. Um, Probably most of you are women listening to this. And there's enough shaming and guilt and overwhelm to go around coming at you from every other angle. I don't ever want you to come away from a conversation that we have or being a part of my program feeling like you failed or let da- let me down or let yourself down. I can't tell you how many women come to me and say, you know, I, I'm so sorry. I'm the worst client you've ever had. Like, what did you do? Did you like, did you hurt one of my kids? Did you like do something with my husband that you maybe shouldn't have done? Did you steal money from me? Did you, you know, those are the kinds of things that you should be groveling for forgiveness for. But if you overate food, that's your choice and it only really affects you. And so don't feel guilty about that. Own it. Own your choices. Make ones that align with the person that you are trying to become. And if they don't, then you need to check yourself on why they aren't. What is it that you want to become? Who is it that you're trying to be? And what are the choices that you're making saying about that? Are they pointing to that as well? Are they aligning with, I want to be a fit, healthy, lean, active woman. And so I'm living and eating and moving and thinking that way. Or are they, I want to be a fit, healthy, lean, active woman, but I eat like crap. I sleep like crap. I don't drink any water. I never move. That's there's a miss, we're missing the mark. If those things are not coming into agreement together. So life is too short to beat yourself up over food. If you're going to enjoy something, make sure that it's really worth that to you. Like I said, like sometimes when you run through the gamut of, am I stressed? Am I tired? Am I overwhelmed? Am I hungry? And then, you know, then you're making choices that are irrational, but sometimes you just really want the really good ice cream, or sometimes you just really want the cheesy, gooey, really unhealthy pizza because it's just really good and you really want it. Eat it and then get right back to eating foods that are real and good and whole and right for your body and your goals. Um, And if you accidentally consume a little bit more than what you intended to, no harm, no foul. Okay? Do make the next time a little better. There's no skin off your back. You are the sum of the things that you do most often, not the things that you do every once in a while. So, excuse me, really keeping that um, moderation mindset is what I want you to come away from this with, that it is actually better and will help you be more consistent if you allow yourself to guilt-free And this is not with every meal. I'm not saying like after I have my salad, I'm going to have a scoop of ice cream every meal because she said to do that. Don't do that. But if every day, if it helps you kind of stay in the game to have a couple pieces of really delicious chocolate at the end of the day or with your dinner, you like a glass of red wine or, you know, with your breakfast, you like a little, you know, sugar and full fat half and half in your coffee, like do that. Okay, do that. But pick and choose what really matters because a lot of people are like, well, I need my full, my full creamer. You know, it's like half cream, half coffee, and then I need a big croissant, and then I need another coffee from the drive-thru, you know, like a big, full fat, full strength mocha latte, whatever, with all the whipped cream, and then I need a big white bread sandwich with chips on the side and probably a soda. No. Stop. 
halt, mayday, mayday. Those things will not serve you well. You will have crappy energy. Your blood sugars are going to be all over the place. Your skin is going to be bad. Digestion is going to suck. You're going to have midsection weight gain that you cannot get under control. So what I need you to do is scale it back. Pick foods that grew in the ground or had a mother. Make the majority of your meals those, okay? The plate is full of vegetables. You're adding in a palm-sized portion of protein and you are eating over and over foods that are real, simple, one ingredient things. And then you're choosing things that you actually enjoy to keep it fun, right? Like if a little sprinkle of cheese on your salad makes it taste better and you're going to eat more vegetables, do that. If a little splash of half and half in your coffee helps you through the morning and you enjoy it, great. If, um, you know, a handful of crushed up tortilla chips on your burrito bowl with tomatoes and lettuce and avocado and black beans and chicken and, and peppers helps you enjoy it more, do that, okay? But just enough to scratch the itch and just enough to keep it enjoyable. You're not restricting, you're not holding back, you're just not going overboard. And that's what makes it a sustainable, lasting lifestyle. So again, um, please let me know what you think of these episodes. It really helps me um, stay encouraged, I guess, to keep going. Sometimes I'm like, does anybody listen to these? And what do they think about it? Um, If you have things that you'd like me to talk about, if you have questions about things, or you're like, you know what, I would just really like to hear your perspective on this, let me know that as well. And I will try to make that happen. But until next time, thank you so much for taking 20 minutes out of your day to chat with me and just know that I am cheering for you. Um, I would love to talk with you more. If any of this sounds like, you know what, that is the kind of approach that I want to take. Please reach out. Um, Let's connect and see if we can't um, come up with something together. Until next time, have a good one.